Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Average Brown Bowls podcast. I'm your host, Brashank. And I'm your host, Andres. And today is March 6th, 2023. Andres, what's happening? It's already March. Can you believe that? Yeah, it's crazy. The weeks are just flying by. The months are just flying by. But it seems like winter never ends in out east. I know. It's... It's, we're getting to that time of the year that is just extremely confusing. Like one day will be gorgeous spring, and then other times it will just come back to dead winter. So we're on the snow slushy time of the year. Yeah, I want to say slushy. I mean, it is slushy because it ends up melting, but it's been snowing so much here in Ontario, or Ottawa. It's I'm losing my mind because I have to shovel so much, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, shoveling. I just can't. It's just probably will never be able to escape it again in my life. Yeah, exactly. So, Andreas, what did you learn this past week? What did I learn this past week? Um, I did some learning. I, oh, I learned about, I've been listening. So, I listened to the Front Burner podcast from CBC because your boy gotta be kept up with the news somehow. And that's one of the few ways I've encountered to be able to keep up with news. So I learned about the entire debacle about um, the allegations that China interfered in Canadian elections. Oh yeah, that's a pretty big topic in Canada. I know a lot of people are not happy with how Trudeau is dealing with anything, but what are your thoughts on it? Um, I think... There are still allegations, so nothing is set in stone of what is what happened, what is right, what is wrong. Of course, I think once again, uh, I mean, it's good to understand what is happening nowadays with go- foreign governments interfering. So I like I appreciate there being public inquiries and everything about it. But then when it comes to the politics of it, it is just it's just putting more gas to the fire. And in a certain way, creating like certain political parties, we use that in order to create more, uh, more like honestly, more divisiveness, like create more divides between people. Um, So I agree with it, like it being investigated by the ministries and the proper agencies. Like, I mean, some of the reporting comes from, from what I've read and heard, they do come from kind of like, in a certain way, what I would personally consider like some trustable news sources, like good like uh, journalism, but at the same, at the end of the day, sometimes you know journalism is journalism. Um, so there's always, at least in myself, there's still a little bit always of that skepticism uh, because some people can claim to be sources, and journalism will trust the source, uh, even though they do cross reference and everything. I mean, we'll just wait to, I think the inquiry already went out, but it just, I know people are going to use this as another reason for to create more divide in which it's already feels like very divided parliament. Yeah, exactly. It is a big topic and, you know, maybe we can talk about it in a future episode. I honestly haven't looked into it too much. I know the basic, you know, the allegations and wow, the basic story, but I haven't delved into it, but I know it is turning a big ruckus throughout Canadian politics. Yeah, it's not going to be fun. Just giving people more fire. So how would you be saying? What did you learn this week? 
So this past week, I learned a couple things, uh, mostly to do with Canadian Airlines. So as you know, WestJet and Air Canada, the bigger airlines in Canada, and obviously Porter is also getting up there now, uh, flying to old Calgary, I believe Edmonton, Vancouver. But obviously, we're getting a lot of more of the budget airlines in the Canadian airspace, which is really cool to see. I have flown on Soup, um, not the best, but still, it is a low budget, as you, as you can probably tell. Um, but even then, the, you know, it's always good to have competition, especially in a place like Canada, where we do lack a lot of competitions in such things as flights and telecom. You know, there's, um, there, there's still a lot to desire. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I learned was, um, you know, besides Porter expanding and Flair and Soup having been in Canadian airspace for the last little bit, the two newer ones is Lynx Air and Canada Jetlines. I haven't been on either of them, but Canada Jetlines, right now, as of right now, it only flies between Calgary, Toronto, Vancouver, obviously, um, but also starting soon. Um, it will fly to Cancun, apparently, as well as Melbourne, Orlando International Airport in the U.S. And mm-hmm. Vegas, apparently, has just started recently in the last couple of weeks. So that's pretty great. But they only have two planes on their fleet right now. As for Lynx Air, they fly a lot, a little bit more places because they started a little bit earlier than Canada Jet Lines. You know, they fly, their base is up Calgary, but they fly to Edmonton, Halifax, Hamilton, Kelowna, St. John's, Toronto, Vancouver, Victoria, Winnipeg. And then in the U.S., Starting soon, if not started yet, um, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Orlando, and Phoenix, which is pretty cool, getting all these flights. Generally, I think it's a really good idea to have more airlines, especially in Canada, where we do lack. That being said, obviously, you know, Canada Jetlines with two, two in their fleet, and Lynx only with six. But I think eventually they will expand a lot more aggressively, and if we can get cheaper flights within Canada, hey, I'm all for it. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Uh, we appreciate cheaper flights. I want them to get at a European standard. Oh, absolutely. Whether even the U.S. Right? I know when I went to Miami, my flight cost me fifty dollars U.S. round trip, which is like at that time I think it was like seventy something dollars. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that is super cheap. So I wish we got those. Like sometimes, you know, Flair does give you seventy, eighty dollar tickets, but not always. So I. Hopefully this leads to, you know, more frequent, cheap services. All right, Bershang. So what are we talking about this week? So this week, we're talking about work-life balance and how we manage to, you know, keep work at work and life at life. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. That's always such a conversation nowadays. I think it's... um... I would say it's a very millennial conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think it is one of those millennial conversations, but I think it needs to be had because a lot of time, you know, we need to change work culture. And, you know, I, and a lot of people, I, you know, take the, in the fact, pride in the fact that they work a lot, but I don't think that's necessarily how you should live life. I mean, if, you, if, that, if that's what makes you happy, sure. But I don't think you should devote your life to work. Oh, well, I no, I think there should like you can dedicate your life to something, but not not stranded to a nine to five. Exactly. So, Andres, how do you deal with work life balance? I know you're in school right now, but even when you were working or even with school, obviously, you know, you still have to be 
prepared for school, you have to be ready for those midterms and exams and presentations, but there's still a good balance to be had, right? Oh yeah, I mean, I think even I think even with school, it's a harder conversation to, or like sometimes even harder to understand uh, how to have a life balance, just because literally school is your everything. So trying to play around that, I think, I think some of those skills that come into play sometimes you need to like if you can start hoarding them since like since school, I think that's the best absolutely so Andreas, how do you do deal with a work school life balance work-life balance like what are some things that you've come across in your daily life so of course it's one first of all it's managing all the um all the expectations that come with it um so being able to do everything and being able to live up to uh, certain standards you know that you'll be able to accomplish your task and there's deadlines uh, so kind of like a way that for me to handle all of that uh, I've gotten better with it it is just uh, being able to map all of it out so towards the beginning of um, towards the beginning of a semester I will map out everything in my calendar so I have all the deadlines in my calendar with alarms set like a week in advance a couple of days in advance so that I'm able to follow them and follow through with them so I know when they are and I kind of like in a certain way see when I'm booked when I have or when it's already gonna be looking like a heavy week so then I'm just like you know what uh, we cannot do this <laughs> or we cannot commit to something so then it really helps a lot in terms of like long-term planning in a certain way uh will also in terms of scheduling or like doing to-do lists uh i tried many different things i don't know about you Brishan, but i try my like notes on my phone i've tried reminders on my phone um uh sometimes before when i was working i will have a uh, post-its all over the place um, I did have, when I was working, something that did help me, I had like a very rigorous to-do list uh, that was kind of like a prioritization list, like need to do now, can be done like this week or like this has to be moved on to later on, uh, which was very dynamic of a list, but that's more for a work environment, not really work. I tried it for school, but didn't really work. Um, so now what I do, and uh, this is because a friend I would like to say introduce me to the app, but I saw her using this app and then I was like, mm, let me explore it. And then I ask my friend more questions about it. Uh, it's this app called Notion, which I'm pretty sure you can have on your phone, but I use it on my computer because I spend most of my day in front of my computer. Um, so this app Notion, you are able to create to-do lists, map out calendars, have a weekly planner. Uh, and it's in my computer and it's always there. So I'm always able to kind of like trace back and it's very dynamic. I'm able to like delete things that I've already done. Or in my case, I have a delete, like completed done section. So then I move things there. So, you know, sometimes with life balance, it is hard to understand what you've done. And you're always thinking like, I haven't done every anything this week. Uh, but that kind of like, it's a little check saying like, no, you've actually done things. Um, so that's kind of like what 
being able to be kept organized that's what's giving me balance right now in my life i think if i was not able to be organized uh then i will not be able to establish priorities and my life will be chaos so i will not be able to balance it all how about you Shang? what what do you do for your life work balance nowadays that you are an adult Yeah, so for me, I think work-life balance, I think the number one thing is just realizing to leave your work at work, right? Uh, obviously, sometimes it's just very hard because we're all wrapped up in this nine-to-five, Monday-to-Friday job, um, career, whatever you want to call it. I shouldn't say all of us because obviously some, quite a lot of people have different means of achieving money or work. But I think... The biggest thing for most of us is that we are wrapped up in this Monday to Friday, nine to five, and sometimes even overtime, all this work that we have to do. And it really comes down to knowing yourself best, your work best, and seeing how you can balance the two. For me, I think the biggest thing is I just put boundaries between work and life. Like if there's really pressing deadlines that I need to get done right away, you know, I will work overtime if I need to. But for the most part, If there's no pressing deadlines, um, it's just the other work that you ha- you're trying to get done. I think, you know, you can take all the time in, your, in the world. It is a little bit harder when you're working in places like consulting with billable hours and such, and you need to make up all these hours. But then at the same time, if you are constantly working and you don't take breaks, you're going to burn yourself out. And it's funny because, you know, I, I'm on Reddit quite a lot and even... There's a subreddit called LinkedIn Lunatics. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's they post all these wacky things because, you know, LinkedIn these days has gone to a point where it's almost like comedy of people posting random stuff on there. But there's this posting on LinkedIn that said how this guy was really proud to work at this company for two years straight without taking a, a day off of work. And a lot of people were bashing him and, you know, He is allowed to work for two years straight, but at the same time, that is just a recipe for disaster in my mind and obviously a lot of other people mind as well. But that's not something to be proud of that you worked at a company or a job for two straight years. Like you have breaks for a reason. You have time off for a reason. You have holidays for a reason. Even sick days, right? They say take those sick days because they're going to go to waste anyway. Even if you're not sick, take a mental health day and take a break sometimes. Even mm-hmm. if you do absolutely nothing, I think that's a great thing to do. And I know myself and a lot of people these days have been using sick days for their mental health days because, you know, we're all trying to make mental health a top priority. And I think that's where a lot of people still fail to see that just because you take sick days, just because you take days off from work doesn't make you weak, doesn't make you, you know, an idiot for doing those. If anything, I think it makes you smarter because you're taking the time to take care of yourself and the people that you, you know, around you. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's nice to, like, be able to take, and I think that's part of the balance is being able to know when you need a day off, when you need to be able to take vacation, uh, before you experience burnout. And I think it's important, like you said, that in order to, like, know when it's necessary, and, like, I mean, depends on the nature of your job, like you said, But when you might need to put a little bit extra work and when you might need to be able to step back and just be like, nope, that can be done tomorrow. It does not need to be done today. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what a lot of people still fail to 
do because, you know, you're so caught up on the grind, as they call it, or the hustle, whatever you want to call it. There's more to life than just money, which leads me to my second kind of point is not everything's about money, right? Like I know a lot of people, obviously, in financial times like this, money is a struggle. And I agree, you know, we've all been there. Some of us are still there. Money is an issue, definitely. But it's funny because the other day I saw this guy on TikTok. Well, I don't have TikTok, but I saw his video on YouTube. And it's this 27-year-old guy who his whole personality is about making money. And he makes all these videos. Maybe they're rage bait, you know, whatever they are. He's saying that if you make less than $10,000 a month, you're worthless. And you shouldn't, you know, it's so easy to make money and money this, money that. And he says... You know, people shouldn't go to the gym because all the people that go to the gym are dumb um, and they don't know how to make money or something along those lines. This guy was literally talking out of his behind, to be honest. <laughs> it was very it was very annoying, to be, on, to be really honest. But just the fact that so many people are caught up in this hustle and grind lifestyle, I don't think that's healthy. Even if you, you know, if you're trying to, because I know there's a whole bunch of people that are in that, financial independent and retirement early FIRE ecosystem, which is fine, but doesn't mean you should work two, three, four jobs. Doesn't mean you should be overworking yourself just to make, you know, all that happen because life is long, right? It's a marathon. It's not a race. Try to do things slowly. Enjoy life while you still can and while you're still young. Yeah. I, yeah. And like, even when you're not young, like still be able, like when you're, older like let's say if you're i don't cannot speak for in this because i've not been a middle-aged person and i don't i really don't want to become one <laughs> but you know if you in a certain way like if you choose to have a family or you choose you know whatever you want to do in your mid-40s uh early 50s still being able to enjoy that you know like it's like yeah right now when you're young you want to enjoy life as like and be out and adventurous or like do what you're saying but even like i think as a middle-aged person it's important to still do that to give yourself that time to do things that that you enjoy and in a certain way i see it with my dad now that he's able to play tennis more often and not only on the weekends um i do see him being a little bit happier absolutely and i agree with that because i know a lot of people you know that just work their life away and then get up end up getting old and they can't really you know use all the money they've got and i think that's kind of almost a backwards way of looking at it because life is young life is precious you know you gotta be able to be able to have fun when you can i'm not saying go all out and blow all of your money tomorrow but i think there's a fine balance absolutely it's all about yeah it's just all about balancing you know sometimes i think nowadays the time and mental health it's a better currency than money even though we need money to do a lot of things i think honestly time and mental health are a better currency in my opinion yep i i fully agree so brashank um why in a certain way for you um what it, like how how do you deal with that idea of like being able to set those boundaries between the different, like between your outside of work life and your work life. And so the things don't negatively impact each other. 
Um, number one, I think, is just learning when to turn off your computer and like work phone if you have a work phone. I know that sounds really simple, but a lot of people can do that. And for myself, maybe you know people see this as a negative, but I don't like to have Microsoft Teams or even my Outlook work Outlook on my personal phone, um, just because work is work and life is life. I don't want to be constantly getting emails when I'm out having fun, or even if I'm just chilling. I don't want to be stressed about work emails, work messages, right? Like, there's a reason Monday mornings, eight o'clock, I'm ready for work. It's because I have not checked anything over the weekend, and once Friday o'clock five five o'clock hits, I'm ready for the weekend. And I'm gonna have fun, and I think that's number one. And a lot of people can't do that because, like I said, they're in consulting, or their work just requires them to be on call or on the phone or have their emails ready. But for people that can separate that, I think that's number one key because. Just having a separation, you know, even in your phone, I think that makes such a big difference. And number two is just professional relationships are different than your social uh, relationships. And I think a lot of people, you know, make the mistake of becoming friends with their coworkers, which isn't bad. Sometimes it does work out, but a lot of people, a lot of times, it does turn into this almost toxic competitive like habit almost i know i've read horror stories obviously it's the worst of the worst stories but where you know people will report on their co-workers for doing things on their own time because they post it on social media or whatever and you know what sometimes yeah people post stupid things on social media but you know it, that should be separate from your work life i think not saying i've done that you know i haven't really snitched on anyone uh, no one's really snitched on me but sure sure <laughs> but i think I think a lot of people do do that and especially in, you know, in big, big consulting companies where it is, it is competitive and it's a really cutthroat environment. I think that's huge. And I think um, even, you know, because for some people it does work out, others not really. So I think you just got to be cautious of when and where you do it. Oh, no, for sure. Absolutely. I think everything is, I think it really, like you said, it really depends on the type of work that you do and as well, um, you know, kind of like what type of person you are. And I think a lot of this life balance conversation is knowing knowing who you are as a person in terms of like outside of work, what are you type of person you are with work and kind of like what kind of like gives you that peace of mind. Um, So yeah, like I agree not having, depending on like what your work is, not having teams or not having uh, your email on your phone. I uh, personally, I'm the type of person that needs to have both in <laughs> uh, my phone. Um, even like when I'm, like, I mean, when I'm out on vacation, what I do is like during the week, uh, it is fine. It is just uh, like, I mean, I'm not always on work mode, but in a certain way, I am the type of person that wants to know going into work. Uh, what I'm gonna step into I don't I'm not like the type like I deal well under pressure and under circumstances that come out of nowhere but mm -hmm. if I'm able to prepare ahead of time I like for me that kind of like gives me that balance gives me a little bit of that peace uh, I will not check emails last, last thing in the morning like last thing at night because that is just terrible terrible idea uh, but I will maybe check them you know when I'm having breakfast or on my, like nowadays, like I'll do it on my commute to work. So then when I step into work, I know what I'm, what I'm already going to expect of a day in a certain way before things get crazy. Um, 
but then like for me when it comes to balance when it comes to I really put that boundary when it comes to my time off so during the weekends completely not replying to anything like definitely all notifications go off <laughs> um uh like on Fridays uh like when I used to work that's what I would do all notifications go off and then when I'm on vacation uh all my notifications will go off and uh like the apps will still be there and everything but uh if I don't see if I don't see a red number or like a notification coming up then I'm not really stressed about it there's like I said there's some you know some people obviously are very in the, invested in their work and are on their phone work phone constantly right like I've seen people that go out for dinner and are checking their work emails and there's this other post I saw on LinkedIn where someone was on a date with their significant other and they posted saying, you know, she it was a photo of them too. And the guy, the girl was on the phone with like somebody and the guy commented saying, um, I don't mind her taking business calls during dinner. And I think that's, that like, that's, I don't know, that just blows my mind because for that, not, not only is that just very, weird but that i feel like that's really disrespectful like if you can literally take two hours out of your life to go on a date with somebody that you obviously really like and you can leave work behind you know no work is that important i don't think <laughs> no definitely not um i don't it's like only like for me it's like unless it's a pressuring issue then why do you have to take the call you know like like i understand let's say like let's say and you probably know this a little bit more than I do, but in consulting, if there's something urgent, then maybe, but is it even valid? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like I know from, at least from my experience, like out, like, you know, I used to be on call. <laughs> so uh, with that, then um, first of all, in order to strike a life balance, I will try not to put anything super personal on the weeks I was on call like I will try not to go on dates on the weeks I was on call because I wouldn't want to put that person in the situation of like let's go on a date but I might have to ditch you halfway through it um, because I just didn't want to have that interaction but you know there will be let's say like for me uh, in those situations let's say like if I like I went to spend classes when I was on call but I will in a certain way um pick a bike that was closer to the exit so then it would be like an easier way out in case I needed to pick up a phone a mm -hmm. phone call or if I in case I needed to need but yeah no I I don't know and like unless your work like like I think when it's work unless it's truly truly an emergency if you're like I don't know if you're with significant others if you are even if you're with your family or you're just you know enjoying your life outside of work I don't think you should be picking up unless your job requires to yeah exactly that's how i feel as well it's like there's i think there is a fine you know balance between like even if you're a doctor right like say you're a doctor and you're you're on call i think that's one of the few cases where you know you can obviously pick up but if you're just you know a regular 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 schmegular joe what are you doing picking up calls like during a date, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. It's like, I think for me, especially like I, uh, for me, I would just feel really disrespected if someone did that to me because I think, you know, when you're trying to have fun 
and just enjoy life. You know, the fact that you're picking up calls from who knows what. And, you know, there's a lot of things on the internet these days where it might not even be true or right. But the same thing that they felt okay posting something like that. I don't know. It's just a really weird po- post in my mind. Yeah, I mean, to each their own, but... And if I'm even just going, even if someone is not my significant other, if I'm just going on a regular date, uh, I don't know. It also kind of like deviates. I feel like it will deviate from the conversation. (laughs) And that's like a different topic, but it will deviate entirely. Like if we were talking about something else, of course, now the topic of the conversation is like, oh, is everything okay? What's going on? I'm trying to get into that conversation a little bit more. At least for myself, I will not like entirely want to know what's happening, but definitely like I will draw attention to like, is everything okay? At least, you know? So kind of like yeah. deviates from whatever the ambience and the vibe was. Uh, the vibe, but yeah, the vibe was for the night. So, yeah, exactly. I think it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, you could take the call, but I think it's better if you just leave it. Unless it's absolutely, like, you know, if it's an emergency from your babysitter or something, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. But work stays at work, you know, have fun in your, like, don't just make it all about work, work, work. Absolutely. And I think for me, like, when it comes to, like, like a specific tool, like, if we want to be, like, have, st- like, specific strategies for it, uh, something that I did, like, if it was on call, completely different, because that one, that, like, you need to respond right away uh, and answer. But, like, if it was, like, on my personal phone, that, because many other reasons but let's say staff texted me uh, or called me on my regular phone and it was past office hours or I was not in the office because sometimes I will stay late um uh I will not answer the call because I'm just like why are you calling me there's a coordinator on call for a reason um but then I will then be like send like I will like you know the costume text messages that you can send uh, when someone's calling so I will just simply reply like uh hey is everything okay is this a, uh is this an emergency and then if the answer is no then I'll be like okay uh can this like if this is not an emergency we can deal with it tomorrow and that's yeah. it like just that like even because that's the thing right like if you don't put that boundary the other person is not going to be able to tell that there's a boundary that they need to respect. Exactly. That's the other thing. I, you know, especially with the pandemic, COVID pandemic, I remember a lot of people, you know, would email from work at like two, three in the morning. And even myself, I was guilty of checking my emails after, you know, after the evening before, you know, the next morning. And I, as, you know, as good as that is sometimes, I think that's a really slippery slope because, you know, like, because if normally if you weren't working from home, you wouldn't be checking emails at midnight, right? You wouldn't be responding to emails at midnight unless you are taking home your work and working throughout the nights. But I think for the most part, a lot of us aren't doing that. So I think just knowing when to stop literally working, I think that goes a long way. <laughs> yes, I think it's a, there needs to be a balance. But it is, it is like, it's something you have to work on it. I don't think any of us is like, comes into any work environment and it's able to do it right away it's definitely a learning curve but it is one that you know like it is important especially like yeah like especially as you start to realize there's things happening outside of work then uh i think it is important to realize that yeah i i i hope a lot of people you know do see that 
if you work all the time, it, it is good in some circumstances. Sure, I think it's if you are a workaholic and you work all the time. Yeah, maybe you're getting promotions and you're getting all these bonuses, which is you know if that's truly your ideal situation. Yeah, go for it by all means. But at the same time, you know, what are you really working hard for? Like all these, I don't want this to turn into a you know capitalistic pod, podcast episode. But you know, you're you'll be you're you're only gonna make a little bit more compared to what your you know CEO, your upper managers might be making. So really, like, yeah, that might be a little bit more selfish on my part on my thinking. But I think at the end of the day, if you know, you gotta look out for yourself because corporations really aren't looking for you. Yeah, well, most of them will not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's something to think about. Super Shank, any final thoughts? No, I think you know my final word is work-life balance is really does turn into you know capitalistic capitalism rant because at the end of the day, all these corporations and big entities really control our lives. And I think it's really up to us to say no. Like you know, you're not going to control my life. I'm gonna have a life outside of work. And for people that have you know found things to do that isn't a Monday to Friday nine to five, good for you, right? Because we all want to be there. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. How about you, Andres? Any last words for you? Um, you know, don't hesitate to reach out for help. I think there's many resources to be able to do that. Take what it works for you. Don't try to like sometimes do everything like something that works for someone. It might that might not work for you. Uh, so take what will work for you and kind of like create your own toolkit and reach out for help. Like in my case, I will some of these boundaries I was not able to set up for myself. Like I needed to get advice and professional support from other people. So uh, get as many resources as you can and tailor it to yourself. That's I think one of the most important things. Yep, absolutely. I agree with you. All right, Rishang. So, as we wrap up this episode, what are you looking forward for this week? This week, not much happening. Um, looking forward to the warmer weather. Really, March is one of those. You know, it's one of those season-changing um, months where not much is happening. We don't have a long weekend. Um, the weather seems to be getting better, but then we got a whole bunch of snow and then it all melts. So really not much is happening in my life. Just working, um, having fun with my hobbies in my free time. Um, and then other than that, just looking forward to spring, really. How about you, Andres? I am looking forward to maybe playing some tennis. Maybe I can convince a friend to play tennis with me. Um, also the warmer weather, I'm excited about that piece. And but yeah, not not really um not really excited. Like we our break finished, so back to school. But I'm just excited to start engaging and being outside a little bit more. Absolutely. Any plans for March or are you going hardcore for the last little bit of school? I think we're going hardcore <laughs> for the little bit of school. All the classes I decided to enroll in have major projects. So, <laughs> great job. I wanted my last semester to be chill, but sadly, it was not. Well, you're almost on, Andres. Hang in there. Yeah, I know. That's just trying to grab onto there. So, Brishank, uh, where can our listeners reach out to us? 
So, like always, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or primary stuff, reach out to us at the Two Average Brown Blows podcast. Hit us up, talk to us, how you balance your work and life, what you do, how you separate the two, and let us know. Talk to us about it. Absolutely. So let us know. We're here. We're open to listen you out. And if you have any strategies of how you manage your balance in life, well, let us know. And we'll be more than excited to do that and have that conversation with you. Absolutely. So like always, hit us up. If you want to be on the podcast, hit us up for any reason, really. Indeed, indeed. Uh, but other than that, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Two Hours Bambers podcast. Um, thanks for listening to our lovely voices. <laughs> and we'll catch you next week with another episode on the Two Hours Bambers podcast. Bye. See ya.